Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove, and today I'd like to address the question of what is truth. When I took a freshman philosophy course back at the University of Wisconsin in 1965, we spent a whole semester looking at this question, and at the end of the day, the instructor concluded that truth is that which fits the facts. But then we really didn't get into a more detailed discussion of what is a fact. Well, from an empirical point of view, which is the basis of all modern science, a fact is what you see through your senses. If I touch or I clap my hands and I hear that sound, that's a fact. If I see something, if you're watching me now on this video, that's a fact. It's right in front of your senses. However, things have become much more complex in the years that have passed since I was a freshman in college. In fact, in 1966, Berger and Luckman wrote a very influential book, which I read as an undergraduate, called The Social Construction of Reality. It has had an enormous influence in our culture, and basically it suggests that all facts are socially laden that you cannot separate a fact from the social institutions and culture that produced that fact. So you, you can't see a fact as separate, even things as basic as one and one is two. Because now we know there are different branches of mathematics. You can start with uh, different axioms, different postulates. Suppose I want to have a branch of mathematics that says one and one is one. Well. It's doable, and, and people do do it. There's all sorts of uh, varieties of mathematics now, which is interesting because, for example, for thousands of years, people accepted Euclid's dictum that parallel lines will never meet. But now with the mathematics of curved space, for example, parallel lines do indeed and uh, meet from time to time. So. There is kind of a uh, tension in our culture between the idea of all reality is socially constructed, which is very popular amongst feminists, very popular amongst Marxists, and the, the view that there are some immutable eternal truths that never change. That's sort of the classical position in philosophy, very popular with uh, Pythagoreans who believe that there are certain mathematical truths that underlie all reality, and not just uh, in mathematics, but even in music. Uh, the interesting thing is that despots often try to take advantage of this notion of the social construction of reality to shape reality to their own will. If you're uh, the leader of a country, whatever you say can be considered true because you're the ultimate authority. And so we have a situation in which uh, science itself is being challenged. We have very, very precise, well-worked-out methods in science for determining what is a fact. And then other people come along and say, doesn't matter, I say they're wrong, whatever science they do. I mean, that's an issue around, for example, climate change. It's an issue around gun violence. How can we tell? 
what is a fact if people are saying you can't even trust the science because the scientists are politically motivated or their methods are sloppy they're using questionable research practices they're engaged in unethical behavior they are not credible and uh, we wonder in our culture what is credible and what is not now one of my intellectual heroes william james as one of the main proponents of pragmatism, American pragmatism in philosophy. I like it a lot. It basically suggests if it's working, it must be true. For example, we use theoretical physics to build atomic bombs. So even though theoretical physics as we know it today may not be the ultimate word on what is real, and there may even be many problems with it in terms of how it impacts our culture that we think perhaps too mechanistically, nonetheless it works. And so, at least provisionally, we can say it's true. Now, I believe with regard to the data of parapsychology, these experiments have been continuously replicated and reported on uh, both case studies and experiments for 150 years. So for me, I consider that true. Other people don't want to believe it, no matter what the research says. So for them, it's not true. And that's why I said in a previous segment of the In Present series, number 39, in our discussion of politics and consciousness, that facts should trump logic and emotion. But people will argue about what is a fact. Are facts, do they exist in order to support social structures? The power, existing power structure, that's what the Marxists would say, that's what many feminists would say. Are there facts that exist independently? The Pythagoreans uh, came up with the theorem, the square of the hypotenuse is equal to the sum of the square of the sides. You can see it in this diagram here. And they thought that that proves that reality is grounded in mathematics. Well, uh, a lot of people still cling to that. They're called Platonists or Pythagoreans today. And, or people who are very religious would say, you know, reality is grounded on the principle that God created the universe, that uh, God created everything, and we can build a theology around that, a philosophy around that, a way of life around that. And other people say, no, God is dead. God never existed. So facts are up for grabs. But let's go back to the pragmatic point of view, and I'd like to make it very personal at this point. If your life doesn't feel like it's working for you in some areas, there are things that you're unhappy about, you might ask yourself, are there some beliefs that I have about reality that might be causing me to be unhappy? What would happen if I changed those beliefs? If your life seems to be working well, perhaps from a pragmatic point of view, the belief systems, at least associated with those parts of your life that are working really well, are worth maintaining. If you're finding a lot of joy in your life, I would maintain those beliefs. But if you're finding, and you need to look at yourself carefully because you may be fooling yourself, 
You may think that things are very joyful, but if you look carefully, you may find little areas of discontent. And it might be worth asking yourself if you have beliefs that are the, re, the source, that are in some way responsible for your discontent, that maybe you believe things should be different than they are. And, and maybe your discontent is even a very healthy thing. I'm not saying that all discontent is bad, but you may know that there's a point at which your discontent isn't serving you well. And if that's the case, it's worth looking at what is true for you and how might you be able to modify that truth. And I'll leave you with that thought. Thank you for being with me.